Letter Twenty of Clarissa Harlowe, Volume Three. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Clarissa Harlowe, Volume Three, by Samuel Richardson. Letter Twenty, Miss Clarissa Harlowe to Miss Howe you tell me my dear that my clothes and the little sum of money i left behind me will not be sent me but i will still hope it is yet early days when their passions subside they will better consider of the matter and especially as i have my ever dear and excellent mother for my friend in this request oh the sweet indulgence how has my heart bled and how does it still bleed for her you advise me not to depend upon a reconciliation i do not i cannot depend upon it but nevertheless it is the wish next my heart and as to this man what can i do you see that marriage is not absolutely in my own power if i were inclined to prefer it to the trial which i think i ought to have principally in view to make for a reconciliation you say he is proud and insolent indeed he is but can it be your opinion that he intends to humble me down to the level of his mean pride and what mean you my dear friend when you say that i must throw off a little more of the veil indeed i never knew that i wore one let me assure you that if i never see anything in mr lovelace that looks like a design to humble me his insolence shall never make me discover a weakness unworthy of a person distinguished by your friendship that is to say unworthy either of my sex or of my former self but i hope as i am out of all other protection that he is not capable of mean or low resentments if he has had any extraordinary trouble on my account may he not thank himself for it he may and lay it if he pleases to his character which as i have told him gave at least a pretence to my brother against him and then did i ever make him any promises did i ever profess a love for him did i ever wish for the continuance of his address had not my brother's violence precipitated matters would not my indifference to him in all likelihood as i designed it should have tired out his proud spirit and make him set out for london where he used chiefly to reside and if he had would not there have been an end of all his pretensions and hopes for no encouragement had i given him nor did i then correspond with him nor believe me should i have begun to do so the fatal rencounter not having then happened 
which drew me in afterwards for others sakes fool that i was and not for my own and can you think or can he that even this but temporarily intended correspondence which by the way my mother connived at would have ended thus had i not been driven on one hand and teased on the other to continue it the occasion which had at first induced it continuing what pretence then has he were i to be absolutely in his power to avenge himself on me for the faults of others and through which i have suffered more than he it cannot cannot be that i should have cause to apprehend him to be so ungenerous so bad a man you bid me not to be concerned at the bickerings between your mother and you can i avoid concern when those bickerings are on my account that they are raised instigated shall i say by my uncle and my other relations surely must add to my concern but i must observe perhaps too critically for the state my mind is in at present that the very sentences you give from your mother as in so many imperatives which you take amiss are very severe reflections upon yourself for instance you shall i tell you nancy implies that you had disputed her will and so of the rest and further let me observe with respect to what you say that there cannot be the same reason for a prohibition of correspondence with me as there was of mine with mr lovelace that i thought as little of bad consequences from my correspondence with him at the time as you can do from yours with me now but if obedience be a duty then breach of it is a fault however circumstances may differ surely there is no merit in setting up our own judgment against the judgments of our parents and if it is punishable so to do i have been severely punished and that is what i warned you of from my own dear experience yet god forgive me i advise thus against myself with very great reluctance and to say truth have not strength of mind at present to decline it myself but if my occasion go not off i will take it into further consideration you give me very good advice in relation to this man and i thank you for it when you bid me be more upon the reserve with him in expressing my displeasure perhaps i may try for it but to palliate as you call it that my dearest miss howe cannot be done by your own clarissa harlowe and of letter twenty